0: Hey, everyone, and welcome to Cozying Up with the Clear Cut, where we get up close and personal with women that inspire us. Today, we're sitting down with Mia Calabrese. She is a real estate agent and reality star of Selling the Hamptons. We chat all about how to make a career transition and what it's like being on a reality show. Tune in. Hey everyone, and welcome to Cozying Up with the Clear Cut, where we get up close and personal with women that inspire us. Today, I'm sitting with the beautiful Mia Calabrese. She is a real estate agent and reality star based here in New York. Thanks for being with us today. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be here. So you are a star on the show selling the Hamptons, right? Mm-hmm. So that's mainly dealing with real estate in the Hamptons. And you also work in the city, too. Correct.
1: So I'm primarily in the city, but I go back and forth between the city and the Hamptons.
0: How did you like get into the real estate like career? Like I know they used to work in hospitality. How did you yep. make that switch? So it's funny.
1: Um, I turned a negative into a positive. So at the time when I was working in hospitality, I was feeling just really anxious and not fulfilled and it was one of those things where I had to Look deep inside of myself and figure out what do I really want to do. It was like a mix between anxiety and, unfortunately, comparing myself to everyone else around me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm not happy with what I'm doing. Um, and and what were you doing? I was a concierge liaison at the box. Oh, in New fun! York. Yeah, <laughs> I did that for a very long time. It was a blast. I had the most fun. Like it was the perfect job for my early twenties. I had. I like no stone was left unturned in my twenties working there. That's what I will say. (laughs) I had so much fun, but then I realized, I'm like, okay, I don't want to do this forever. Right. What's next. I was like watching all of my friends starting to get married and start a family and have like move up the corporate ladder. And I'm like, what am I doing? So I had to like ask myself, what do I love? What am I, what inspires me? What excites me? And that was always like design and architecture. And, um, my brother had been working in real estate for years and he's like, I think you would love this Mia. You love talking to people. Um, you love spending time with people and you love design and I'm like, you're right. But obviously, you know, when you're making a transition in anything, it's really nervous mm-hmm. or it's part of me, very nerve wracking. Right. Um, but I was able to do it and it was rough in the beginning, but I like, I I'm starting to feel, and I've felt for a while now, like, I have a handle on things, but it's scary starting anything new.
0: Yeah. And there are a lot of people that are probably feeling similar to you where you're like, I'm in this career that I don't think is right for me Mm long-term. And, but they're just like nervous to make a career switch in Mm -hmm. their life when they're already established. So like, what are some ways that you, you know, overcame that like hesitation and like that anxiety? Totally. I think... It's very
1: easy for us to compare ourselves to other people around us. Mm -hmm. And I think, unfortunately, a lot of times people want instant gratification with anything that they're doing. Mm -hmm. But the reality is, whenever you're starting anything new, it's going to take you a little bit of time to get, you know to get the hang of it and to feel comfortable and start making money. Like real estate is not a profession where it's a salary job Yeah, at all. You so, like to eat what you kill. It, you eat what you kill, mm-hmm. literally. So um, I think my advice would be to have a plan and to be patient and not be too hard on yourself and recognize that in some way you're taking care of yourself, right? If you've gotten to the point in your life where you've decided I'm not happy where I'm at and I need a change and a transition in my life, that's the first step. Like that's you taking care of yourself. Um, so having patience and not being hard on yourself would be my advice.
0: So what were those like first steps that you took to get into real estate? Like, were you Mm -hmm. still working like while you were getting your license or like, and then how were were you getting like your first deals? Cause it is like really competitive. There's so many agents out there and everyone's like trying to like get all the best deals, right?
1: A hundred percent. So I was really fortunate and I was able to, while I was getting my real estate license and taking the classes, I was still working at the box Mm -hmm. and I did my first deal in the first maybe five or six weeks that I had my real estate license, which never happened. Most people will tell you they will not do their first deal, their first year of real estate. They will not do a deal their first year. That's like very, very normal. Wow. Very normal. But I was fortunate enough where I had dealt with clients and high-end clients working at the box for years and they trusted me. um, So I was able to make that transition quite smoothly because Mm. of it.
0: And so you said like your brother was the one that kind of got you into it. Do you, you know, do a lot of deals with your brother? Did he like help you like break into kind of the scene a little bit or no?
1: Um, so Nick and I are on the same team in New York together. Mm-hmm. So we work together every day. Like yeah. him and I are in the office together every day, which I love. <laughs> like it's, we're best friends. So it's so Some exciting. siblings may
0: not like that. No, <laughs> totally. I was
1: really fortunate. I always tell my mom, like the best thing you ever gave me was a brother. Everything <laughs> else, eh. But you gave me a brother like that's the best thing. Um, So he definitely coached me through my first few deals. Mm -hmm. I was so nervous. I'm like, this is like a lot of money I'm dealing with. I don't I would not want to mess anything up. Yeah. And he was so sweet and so patient. Like, you can do this, Mia. I believe in you. And he was really like a, a backbone for me at times, which was really sweet.
0: That's awesome. And I know you guys do the show together too, right? Mm -hmm.
1: Yep. So Nick is definitely in a few scenes with me. Mm -hmm. Um, He was the first season and he's going to be in the second season as well, which is always so fun. And uh, I often look like when I'm sitting with him, we're filming, like, are you okay? He's like, yeah, I'm okay. Are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm okay. You know, it's like we're constantly checking in on each other because it's awkward. It's awkward to be filmed doing anything. Um, So I always like to check in on him.
0: So if we're making like a career switch and now you're like the star of a show about real estate, Mm -hmm. how did that come about? Like, how did you get approached? Like, yeah. Yeah. Tell us all about that.
1: Funny story. I'm going to be brutally honest with you. I was at a party Uh huh. and I was at a party and this this guy comes up to me and we're just talking. I'll talk to anyone. Mm -hmm. I, I love to talk. If you'll listen, I'll talk to you. Okay? <laughs> my, truthfully, my mom used to always tell me, your mouth is going to get you in trouble one day, Mia. I'm like, it's gotten me a lot of trouble, but it's also gotten me very far in life mm-hmm. because I talk to anyone. Yeah. So we're talking and he's like, I think you would be great for this show. I'm like, we were at like a real estate event. I'm like, uh, you know, it's, it's New York. I'm like, uh, everyone says they're going to do something for you. Uh, I don't know. So he's like, no, I think you'd be great at it. So I went through a year of interviews a year. Yes. Wow. A year of interviews. So, you know, obviously he says, you'd be great for this. I'm like, great. What does that mean? So basically because it was during COVID everything was via Skype or like FaceTime, Mm -hmm. um, interviews and they're constantly interviewing. And while you're doing this, they'll chop up your interview that you did with them and then they'll show it to a bunch of people in a room and they kind of decide what is it called so not a testers they're like
0: um sizzler
1: so they basically take all of your interviews and show them to like a focus group and it's like what do you think about this person and they kind of decide like we'd like her maybe she'll be the villain or you know it's like one of those things but it would go be months i wouldn't hear from them and they'd be like oh you need to be interview again And then one day they called me. They're like, yeah, so they all really like you. And um, we're going to start filming next week. And I was like, what? Next week? Yeah, like filming next week. This is crazy, but okay." And I just
0: jumped right in. Oh, my God. It was
1: a wild experience, to say the least.
0: Oh, my God. So how did you like, how did that like change your like everyday life, your business? Like, well, you know, while I was
1: filming, changed because it was like all of a sudden I need to juggle like that's a full-time job filming so it was like juggling my actual work here in the city and then judging or juggling work in the city then juggling work in the Hamptons and juggling filming a show so it was just more so like I got really good at time management yeah (laughs) and that's excellent um and then you know after the show came out it was so great as it just gave me so much more exposure so i feel really like infinitely grateful
0: awesome Can, are we allowed to talk about like details of the show or, like, no not okay. for season
1: two okay i can't talk about it
0: but like in general like oh yeah
1: we could like touch on it
0: yeah. yeah whatever you feel comfortable with but like like do you have the deals and then they're just like filmed or how much is like real and how
1: much it it's is real there. that show. oh really yeah okay and, and the producers are so great at getting real reactions um so and you have I, to like
0: get your own deals your own clients and then oh, they're yeah. just like following you yeah so what if you like don't have anything going on you're just like written out kind of kind of yeah okay so you gotta like work for you have to hustle yeah and work
1: really hard it's it's a lot yeah <laughs> it's a lot but it's great i feel like super grateful and fortunate
0: Awesome. And I think now, at least, like, real estate and social media kind of blend a lot. Like, I see Mm -hmm. a lot of, like, agents making themselves, like, a character that people, like, want to go to. So you're, like, a known figure and, like, you use, like, your platforms to, like, sell for your clients. And that's also, like, a good... That's kind of like a leveraging like tool you can use to get listings too,
1: right? Absolutely. Well, it's funny that you say that. Like when I first got my license, I remember trying to fit into a box and a mold. I'm like, I want to look like a real estate agent. It was like cosplay, like what does that mean? Like everyone knows like the stuffy suits and like, so I tried to do that and I remember talking to friends and they're like, why are you dressing like this? <laughs> you don't dress like that. And I'm yeah. like, you're right, I don't dress like that, Yeah, like you are right i do not dress like that i do not look like that. You know, in New York City, that's just, there's not a lot of agents that look like me,
0: mm-hmm. right?
1: So I'm like, I'm just gonna lean into that and be 100% unapologetically myself, Mm -hmm. the way I look, the way I act, this is who I am. And I think I try and do that on Instagram as well. I'm like, I'm quirky, Mm -hmm. I'm mouthy, I say funny things. If you wanna work with me, great. Um, I work really hard and I I try and um, really let that shine through on social media rather than just being like, this is my listing and this is how much it costs. And that's so boring.
0: So what do you think is like, your next path in your career? Like what are your, Mm. what's your like five year hopes and dreams plan?
1: Um, with work, I'd really love to start buying multifamilies in Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. Like that's my dream is to buy property Mm -hmm. all over. Like that's what I want. That's my five year plan. Um, and continue to grow the business and also somehow do more of a lifestyle brand within real estate. Mm hmm. I have like some plans cooking. We'll talk about that. Okay, cool.
0: Hey everyone, Olivia here. Hope you're enjoying our episode. Our clear cut collection features fine jewelry pieces inspired and designed with you in mind. Our collection is ever changing, and each piece is handmade and made to order here in New York City. Don't forget to check it out and use the code COZY, C-O-Z-Y, for free shipping on any purchase. So we're going to show you three different engagement rings and you're going to tell us, you know, which New York City neighborhood and what kind of apartment would whoever owns this ring you know live in okay so the first one is a 10 karat elongated cushion cut this one's set in rose gold and it has a three row diamond pave band and hidden halo
1: mm-hmm. wow i mean first of all if i don't get this i don't want to be engaged to anyone <laughs> like wow this is so beautiful this...
0: it looks really good on you the...
1: i know I agree. I agree. I told you I wanna send this to my ex boyfriend to stress him out. It's yeah.
0: Like, you snooze, you lose.
1: Um I feel like this is a Chelsea girl. Okay. She lives in Chelsea in a new construction and she has her whole life figured out. Her whole house smells like diptyque candles. Like this is this woman lives in Chelsea.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Is Chelsea still as hot as it used to be? Chelsea
1: is still as hot as it used to be. There's so much new construction going on there. Okay. Which is amazing.
0: West Chelsea or like more flat iron?
1: Uh, West Chelsea. Okay. Yeah. This is a West Chelsea girl. She lives okay. in a new construction in West Chelsea. New
0: construction near the High Line. Yeah. She figured totally. out her life. Okay. <laughs> amazing. This is her. This okay. one's a bit smaller, but still beautiful. This is a four carat oval mm-hmm. set in platinum on a pave band. Okay, let's try her on let's see how she's feeling
1: okay so she lives in the Upper West Side okay um, she doesn't like anything too flashy, even though this is a massive ring but she lives in the Upper West Side she goes for walks in Central Park every day with her two kids
0: it's like brownstone mm-hmm. Upper West Side yes. or like old lives- apartment
1: <laughs> no 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 she, she lives in a brownstone on the yeah. Upper West Side that's completely got renovated and stunning beautiful
0: this is this, is this
1: girl i love it she's she's not me but i love her yeah <laughs> and i love that for her
0: i could be her i'm mm, more about this one that you got coming up next so this one is a nine carat emerald cut with tapered baguettes set in okay. platinum wow
1: so this woman lives in tribeca mm-hmm. and then has a house in southampton yes this she just she does I'm sorry, she does. She goes to Tracy Anderson every day. Maybe she works, maybe she doesn't. She doesn't need to, clearly.
0: <laughs> she um, didn't buy that for herself. She
1: didn't buy that for herself, but she lives in Tribeca. Wow. Maybe she lives at 111 Murray. Yeah, she lives at 111 Murray. Okay. Right on the water. Very specific. Very specific. <laughs> and then she has a house in Southampton. That
0: also looks very good on you. This is this is my ring. So the, you're the Tribeca girl um not yet but i'd like to be okay i'd <laughs> like to be at
1: one point the tribeca girl who lives at 111 murray and um has her house in southampton i'm just not there yet but, but i'm looking yeah i'm looking i'm looking <laughs> god do you hear me <laughs> this is really beautiful thank you so much of course for thank you play for playing and of so course. that's your favorite this or is 100 i feel like this is my favorite okay this is a, this is an emerald cup is yeah what this is called?
0: Mm-hmm. elongated emerald
1: elongated emerald wow thank you very much you're welcome <laughs> that was great <laughs> that was fun seriously
0: so what are some challenges you faced when you know starting your career were there moments that you doubted your choice mm-hmm. Choices? Was it difficult for you to break in? Did you face any sort of like backlash or criticisms? I think
1: um, the criticism and backlash was made up and perpetuated in my own head. Mm -hmm. I think I all of us are our biggest critic. And, you know, I don't come from a family of developers. That's not my reality. Mm -hmm. So I was constantly thinking, do I fit in here? Am I good enough to be here? Am I good enough to be selling a home at um, this price point?
0: Like and imposter syndrome. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: I think we all have imposter syndrome, especially when you're doing anything new. It's like, yeah. what am I doing here? Um, like,
0: do you belong? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's,
1: but once again, like, and the older I've gotten, I've realized this. People don't really care. Like, no one's checking on me. No one, like, no one is worried about what I'm doing, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I worry about what other people think, but no one's concerning themselves with me. Right. You know what I mean? So, like, whatever imposter syndrome I was feeling in the beginning, it wasn't because people were sitting back, like, well, she doesn't need to be here. Like, she doesn't belong here. Like, that wasn't happening. Yeah. That was me in my own head. Um, But, you know, I think when you do a few deals, you have confidence. You could say, no, I know what I'm talking about. I have $30 million in listings right now. Mm -hmm. That's huge. Agents that have been doing this for 15 years don't have $2 million in listings right now. So the imposter syndrome went away because I started feeling confident with myself.
0: Right. What if you're someone who, you know, you're a woman and you're wanting to get into real estate and maybe you didn't have as quick of success Mm -hmm. right away after you know trying as you did like what advice would you give i would say stick to it
1: right and have consistency try something for three or four months and do it every single day you know whether that's like i'm gonna cold call every day and make 20 calls a day for three months, does cold calling work? Yeah, cold call. I mean, that's old school, people do it though.
0: Okay, um, when people cold call me, I'm like, S- don't call me, don't, yeah, yeah,
1: I, right. I mean, you know, 99% of the time it doesn't work, but yeah. that one percent it does, it works. Mm-hmm. So, I would say, stick to something and whatever that looks like, whether it's like I'm gonna go to a networking event three times a week for the next few months, mm-hmm. or I'm gonna take a class and talk to one new person try something and just stick to it. Mm-hmm. And if that doesn't work, switch it up, try something new, but just keep going and keep trying. It's not, it's not an easy job. Mm-hmm. People like if there's this very strange misconception with real estate, we're like, I'm gonna have all this flexibility because I work in real yeah. estate. That is not true. I don't know who started that rumor, but
0: that is not true. <laughs> It's
1: just not. Well,
0: you're just working 24-7,
1: right? I, I tell people this all the time. Not that this is healthy or anything to brag about, and I'm aware of that. But I start working from the minute I open my eyes to the minute I close my eyes. Like... There's no flexibility Because you eat what you kill. You eat what you kill. And you're like, time kills deals. Yeah. Number one. Number two, I want to make sure that my clients know I'm there. You can, if you have a question about something, call me, text me, text me at 10 PM. I will respond to you. Yeah. If you have a question, ask me. Mm -hmm. And like, I like my clients to feel like you have access to me. But also I would say like, if you're starting in real estate, Join a team, have a team lead that you trust and that wants to teach you um, because there's a lot to learn and it's not like, um, you know, what I guess if you became an accountant, you generally speaking know what you're doing after you take courses. I don't know anything about accountants, um, but You generally will know what you're doing. Real estate, like, you won't know until you actually start working Mm -hmm. what you're doing. And that's the truth. So join a team with someone that you trust that wants to teach you Mm -hmm. and go to the office. Be the first person that shows up and the last person that leaves in the office and just listen to what everyone else is saying around you. And you'll learn.
0: What are, like, three tips you would give to someone who wants to buy an apartment in New York City?
1: (sighs) Number one, on the call other me. side. <laughs> call me if you want to buy an apartment in New York City. Um, make a list of things that are non-negotiables for you.
0: What if that list is, like, really long and you can't Well, you have to it? manage
1: your expectations, yeah. right? It's like with
0: diamonds, too. There's always, like, compromises Yeah, there's and always going to be a compromise.
1: But, like... I know for myself there's some things that I cannot live without. Mm-hmm. I cannot live without a washer and dryer in my apartment.
0: Yeah. I can't. Or like
1: not a big deal. It's a huge deal for me. I have to have a dishwasher.
0: Yeah, I mean yeah.
1: Those are like my two things. <laughs> Everything else, we can work something out. So it's know what are things that are non-negotiables and then have some flexibility because it is New York City. Mm-hmm. Like there's gonna always be a give and take with any apartment. Um, And I would say, yeah, number three is also call me. Number one is call me. Number three is call me as well.
0: (laughs) Um, Since we're a jewelry company and we want to just touch upon some jewelry Mm. stuff, um, you know, we love how some pieces can feel like extra special and sentimental. Mm -hmm. Do you have like any piece of jewelry um, that you love wearing or like have some extra special meaning to it?
1: Yeah, I don't have it on right now, but my grandmother used to wear this gold sand dollar necklace. Mm -hmm. And I would wear that every day after she died. She actually gave it to my brother, and then he had it on. I was like, that doesn't look good on you. It's too small for your neck. Mm -hmm. I'm like, give it to me. (laughs) So he gave it to me, which was so sweet of him. Um, He didn't have a choice. And I wear it all the time, and I love it so much. Like It means more to me than anything, Mm -hmm. that necklace, because my grandmother wore it every day. And I loved her so much.
0: That's so sweet. And if you could wear one, like, type of piece of jewelry every day, what would it be? I feel naked without earrings on. Mm-hmm. I just really do. I,
1: I don't like a naked ear.
0: Me neither. I, I don't. I, if I, like, forget to put on earrings, sometimes I'm like, I don't look like myself.
1: Yeah. yeah. I, it feels, I just, no, I don't like a naked ear at all. Um, I don't like looking at people's naked ears either. <laughs> I really don't. Like, men is one thing, obviously. But yeah. women, I'm like, you need to put some earrings on. <laughs>
0: So what's next for you? What can we like expect? Any exciting projects you're working on?
1: Mm -hmm. Well, we're filming season two. Mm -hmm. So season two will be released next year, which is really exciting. On what network? Uh, Discovery Plus. Nice. So, um, that's incredible and I'm so happy it's been such an experience and, um, I'm excited for you guys to see it.
0: Awesome. And where can people like follow you or and contact Instagram. you yeah. in the meantime, if they're wanting to buy or sell yeah. any real estate or
1: ask me any questions, yeah. like, you know, I have my friends will send me properties all the time. I'm like, girl, you can't even afford this. Why are you sending this to me? She's
0: like, I know. Should we go look at it? I'm like, no. (laughs) Sometimes I'll like go to open houses just just for fun. Sometimes.
1: I've heard that. I have friends that that do that. (laughs) It's not weird. I think... I think it's a form of manifesting. I think it's a form of manifesting, number one. Number two, like, you get to know what you like and what you don't like.
0: Yeah, and I'm not wasting people's time. It's an open house, so. No, they're going to be there anyway.
1: Um, You can follow me on Instagram. It's Mia, M-I-A, G Calabrese, which is my last name.
0: Awesome. Cool. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. This was fun. It was so much fun sitting down with Mia. She is hilarious. I love hearing all of her tips about how to break into a new industry and what you need to be in real estate here in New York. What career would you guys want to do if you weren't doing what you're doing now? Let us know.